I was born in it. No one cared about me until I turned on the dark mode. Hello. Hey, Marilyn. How are you? Good morning, Dan. How are you? Pretty I'm good. very well. Pretty how good. are you? Early over there, isn't it? How are you? I'm what? <laughs> yes. <sighs> oh, Dan. Yeah. I'm living it, man. Full catastrophe living. I'm living it. Yeah? No, it's all good, but like, ooh. What happened? Catastrophe. Got, what happened? I got a lot of exciting things going on. Uh, tell me. Start. Get going. Well... I'm getting over what I'm pretty sure is some kind of sinus thing that okay. felt like a cold. So I've got lots of very large boogers I'm shooting out. Okay. That's why I sound well, like what, this. What color? Oh, do you, are you curious? Well, I mean, if, they're, if it's green, then you, it could be an infection. If it's clear or yellow, then it's probably not. Oh, oh, oh they're, they're not, you know, totally white. They're, uh, it's mixed race boogers, yeah. uh, yellowish. Diverse boogers. You got to get those jackals to send me a molecule. Yeah, I know. No, I know we do. You need to get on that. I got that going on. They're working on it. They're working I had, on it. I had a crazy night you of sleep. You wouldn't be sick if you had that. I wouldn't that. be sick. You know what it does? Here's the thing. HEPA. People say HEPA. It's HEPA's old school, man. It's not, not in a good way. World War II? It's like getting a uh, K-rash. <laughs> Just might want to wear one of those, K-rash. those gas masks to, to try. Gas masks. My daughter hates gas masks. Um, I, uh, I had a crazy night of sleep. What happened? I was off the charts on good sleep last night. Oh. Which makes no sense because I got this cold thing and, uh, I stayed up later than I should cause I'm, um, uh, 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 what were you watching? Fast tracking maniac on the Netflix. And so I've I'm heard long, that that's amazing. Well, I need a new term. I need a new term. One that won't make me sick. Mm. I need a new term for something I can't actually recommend because I, I just don't want to hear about it. It's like John Syracuse getting me into The Leftovers. Where he was like, I'm going to tell you about this show and you're almost definitely going to hate it. Mm. But you should check it out. And it's true. People's reactions to both this maniac <clears throat> and uh, Leftovers, very divisive. I think you might want to check it out. Yeah, it's, I would say it's high on my list. It's got uh, the Gwen Stacy girl from La La Land. Yeah, Emma Stone. Yeah, it's got skinny Jonah Hill. And, no spoilers, it's got, uh, I don't want to say, but it's got Justin Theroux from The Leftovers, okay. who I love. Okay. He just had a, he's having a very, very sad breakup with the lady from Friends right now. In the show? <clears throat> I got a lot going on, Dan. I, got, I, I did school drop-off. Mm-hmm. My daughter uh, has has a new food she's eating. There's a lot going on. It's very exciting. What's I the new food? Mojave. She loves she loves Kikoman envelopes of miso soup. Ah, oh. here's the thing. Could there be an easier snack from my POV? <laughs> it's literally not. dust plus hot water. <laughs> sure, honey, you can have another one of those. Yeah, is a high in sodium. It's very high in sodium, which makes it good. Well, you can balance that out. People think you got to cut sodium. You don't. Uh, and mm. This is my medical opinion. What's the trick? Eat a banana? What do yeah, you do? eat a banana. Increase see, the I potassium. See, I literally just made that up. No, but <clears> you're... <throat> see, but that's... You got to go with your gut. If, if you can't your decrease potassium. the sodium, increase potassium. They, they're, they're brothers in arms. Okay. Okay, see, I, I went the wrong direction. What I've been doing is cutting up extra tofu because she loves tofu. I've been cutting up extra tofu. I should be slicing in bananas like it's cornflakes. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, your kid, you put bananas on your cornflakes. Did you ever do that? 
I when I was a kid, I put bananas in every cereal I could I could get my hands on. I also always put extra sugar on. Do you remember that? Yeah, of course, life cereal also, with extra school. sugar on it. We watched uh-huh. Schoolhouse Rock. We watched Schoolhouse Rock this morning. I, I got a lot going on right now. You're revisiting <clears throat> your childhood. Yes, and she's seen a bunch of them, but I thought it'd be fun for her to go back and see them again now that she knows how to do math. And every time she tried to get up, you would just smack her back down in the chair and say, you will watch this. This is you daddy's dream. This. this is, you're going to live my dream now. Yeah. My, my, my life is a dream deferred. We I are, need you to return to that. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, we are two and a half, by the way, I'll mention this, we're two and a half films into the Christopher Nolan Batman movies with great success. He's, he's locked in. So you've already gotten to Bane. Yes, we are. He, I don't know spoilers, but um, there's a, a, a special event that happens midway through the third one where... Does it involve football? No, after that. Okay. Um, where uh, something must be accomplished, something difficult must be accomplished. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's the part we're on now. Is... Um is uh, J- Joseph Gordon Biden Levitt? Is mm. is he technically Robin? Do you think? Uh, well, yeah. Why? Why give a spoiler alert? Yes. Oh. Um. Um. So I got a cool <laughs> shirt I'm wearing. I have. I have a new. I have. He was very good in Inception. I still haven't seen Brick. I need to see Brick. I bought Brick. Haven't seen Brick. People say it's good. It's the guy who made a Star War. He did that. He did Brick. Oh. Have you seen Brick? No. Brick. What's his name? Ryan uh, Ryan Murphy? There's so many Ryans. Ryan. The Johnson. next thing that I watch is that one that you told me I should watch <clears throat> last time that I... Uh, oh, let's get the list. That I haven't watched yet, which is yeah, the... Yeah, I'm behind on your homework. Superhero one? The kicking thing? The one that kicks? The kicking one. Oh. Uh, you said, oh, you really should watch it. It's like a, it's a superhero thing, and it's got the guy in it. It's got the guy. The one that you just said you liked. Not uh-huh. just now, but last week. Yeah. Uh, let me go look at the audience. The audience knows exactly what I'm talking about. I don't, no, they, but they, they don't do. remember. They won't be yelling at their podcatcher. He's, uh, he's the uh, guy and he, he's uh, like a super, he's like a superhero. He kicks and has a guitar or something. Is it Scott Pilgrim versus yeah, the that's world? The one. Isn't that what you said to watch? That's Scott a Pilgrim? very good movie. I think that's what you said to watch. It's got the lady from Captain Marvel in it. Yeah. She's a very, very good actress. No spoilers, but you know who else is in it? Hmm. Uh, yeah, he's the worst student we've got. Uh, oh, Ma- Max. Max Fisher. Max, Max Fisher, Fisher yeah. Now, did, did, That's uh, his real you, na- life na- name, you're, too. You're the one who turned me on to the succession. Yes. So, I forgot about that. Succession uh, also has uh, uh, has Brian Cox from Rushmore. <sighs> okay, um, here's some foods that have good potassium in, the, in them for you. If you're I'm not, gonna I got a lot going on right now. Increasing your I haven't even had any coffee yet. Sodium. You're gonna, you want avocados? You got sweet potatoes. You got sweet spinach. Potatoes. Watermelon. Potatoes. Watermelon. Coconut water. White beans. Black beans. Black beans. Edamame. Hi. Tomato paste. Okay. Butternut squash. Potatoes. Dried apricots, or as you say, apricots. Apricots. Nevada. Swiss chard. Beets. Beets. Pomegranate. It's so lonely. I'll put this... <laughs> Put it in show notes. Uh, I'll put this into the show notes. Who did notes. that song? Beats so lonely. Yeah, I don't know. What was that Charlie Murphy? Who did that? Beats. That's so a Charlie Murphy uh, band. The Charlie Murphy band. Charlie Sexton did Beats so lonely. Now I'll put it in show notes. Uh, show notes are going to be at <laughs> five by Damn, five. I got a lot going on. Five by five dot tv slash b as in beats. 
two is in the number. I like this new starting time. W <clears throat> as in white. W beam. as in sexton. Uh, slash three nine three. Now, do we do something special if we have a number episode that's all divisible by the same number? Because we have three ninety three, so that could that could reduce down. <laughs> I thought you'd to already been treated one thirty one. You got to tap the frog six times, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Check the burners. Uh huh. I almost thought I left the garage door open today, but I didn't go back and check. I said, "Leave it, leave it." God, it's so humid here. I got a lot going on right now, Dan. What else? I is sound going real on? goofy because it's people listening to this won't know, but we we've, we've started a new recording time. Uh, thank you for that. It's uh, great. It's, it's early. Love it. Uh, what do you think of that shirt? I love that shirt. That's classic. Yeah. It's the classic X-Men lineup. It's a vintage-ish. I would say that's about, uh, I can't, what's Wolverine wearing? Yellow, that, the that, yellow, yellow and blue. But that's what yeah. he's wearing now with the, with the hot, the hot claws. Hot, 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 hot claws. Yeah, he's it's got the got, hot claws. It's somewhere between 75 and, no, you know what? The, the uh, Native Americans in it. So I'm going to say this is uh, supposedly, supposed to be, Probably seventy five because didn't the Native American leave pretty quick? Yeah, he, he had a fallout with the guy from Star Trek, <laughs> John Proudfoot. What's his name? John Redcorn. What's his name? <laughs> I don't. Who know. Who am I thinking of? Thunderclap, Thunderboy, the X Men. Come Native on, American. he's the two guys. There's the okay. No, the other thing is, it's got havoc. Havoc kind of went away, and then he came back. Is it James Proudstar? James Proudstar, aka Warpath. Are you thinking of Danny Moonstar? No. Who am I thinking of? I, I think you're thinking of Warpath. Okay, you got you James Proudstar, known first as Thunderbird, and then as Warpath, is a fictional superhero. He's Thunderboy, appearing in Who American comic in books published by Marvel Comics. First appeared at the se- as the second Thunderbird in New Mutants number 16, 1984. Okay, see, here's the thing. Okay, okay. So what you got is is kind of confusing because it does have uh, Siren Boy. What's his name? Banshee. You got Polaris. Polaris, yeah, I'm going to say this is supposed to be probably 75, 76. 75, I'm going to say 75. I'm going to say 75. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's a, uh, it's a giant size X-Men era type situation. Like, uh, Alpha Flight time period? No, no. Before that, 10 years before. Yeah. That. Well, if John Proudfoot, if John Redcorn's still in it, he and the guy, see the little guy in the upper right? Yeah. Uh, the, what's his name? Uh, nuclear child? The Japanese fella? Uh-huh. Nuclear child left early that's his too. his name? I think that's his name. It's, it's a translation error. It means small plates. <laughs> he had, uh, a f- another, f- he had also had a fallout with the guy from Star Trek. It's a good shirt. You know where I bought it? Two uh, Cats Comics, uh, West say, 320. Yeah. West two- Portal Avenue. <sighs> Got so many windows. Um, did you did you ever Two read Cats Alpha Two Cats Comics, three twenty West Portal Avenue. You come out to the ungainly X Men meetup. I can't wear this shirt. I'm wearing it today. I'm not an animal. You come out to the ungainly X Men meetup number twenty four. It's on Thursday night at seven thirty. Thursday the twenty seventh as we record this. And you come out. We hang out. We talk. I probably won't shave. Um, Do you have the mustache still? Yeah, yeah. So people should I, look. I, for I can that. send you a picture, but I don't look very good today. It's very early. Let's see here. Um. Oh. Mm. Well, I loved Alpha Flight. They, this was sort of the an odd Canadian version of the X Men. Yeah, they had Captain Canada. Yeah, Captain Canada. I think was in it. My favorite was Sasquatch. Yeah, and, Maple Sally. And uh, then they had the little the 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 little person was in Puck. that Puck. Puck. Yeah, 
Puck who, was real little. He was a real little guy. Yeah. And there was one time when he somehow like held a, uh, someone came and like re- released him from that in some way. And he became like a full size human again. Oh, they did a Ben Grimm on him. Yeah. Um, and then and- they have a robot named box. Am I thinking <laughs> of something else? Marvel. Marvel robot. Box. Robot. Box. Robot. Uh, yeah. Box. box. Oh yeah. Wasn't okay. he in Alpha Flight for a little while? Box. Yeah. Oh, that's clever. His name's Roger Box. B O C H S. Mike Minola. Yeah. That's a good yes. look. Look at that. Look, Puck's a little guy. How tall is Puck? Alexa, how tall is Puck? Puck was played by Stanley Tucci. Oh, that's a great picture of you. <laughs> Do you live in the woods? Oh, my God. <laughs> I got my cans on. Jesus. You may not use that in show art. No. You may use the picture of my X-Men shirt. I will. Which I bought at Two Cats Comics, 320 West Portal Avenue. You come out on Thursday night. Alpha Flight started in 1983. Okay. Who's the guy I like? What's his name? Paul Captain Smith. Britain. Oh, Paul Smith. I have an affinity for his era. Um, he did that era where, obviously this is way before the Way Too Many Lines era yeah. of the 90s. It was, it was much more stripped down. Okay, for example, okay, so search on Paul Smith X-Men. Mm-hmm. He did Professor Xavier as a Jerk. I think it's his most famous. Um, Paul Smith. No, not Paul X. Smith. Oh, man, there's a lot going on here. Paul Smith X. This is going to be a good episode, I can tell already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, Paul Smith X-Men. Oh, look at that. Look at the design of that. Oh, what? Did he did that? Yeah. He did that, Doctor Strange? According to Google. I could see some people not liking this style, but look at that. Well, look at Wolverine's, uh, I don't know, you call those horns? What are the, the two two sweeping thing yeah yeah the wolverine horns yeah but he did a really nice like restrained style like how short wolverine is he's the right height there he's uh he my daughter's almost his height now now how tall is puck did we ever establish that how tall is puck puck x-men i'm gonna say i'm gonna guess he's three feet tall okay you guess that i'm looking it up puck height height x-men height well he's not really the x-men he's x so okay hold on hold on here here's the thing Here's something. Uh-huh. This is what I was talking about. Yeah. Um, they made him big? Byrne commented on uh, <clears throat> on his stature as being small due to mystical influences. He says, of course, uh, then went on to do the origin of Puck with the whole demon inside thing being based apparently on the single reference Puck had made to being in constant pain, something with which Bill failed to grasp was an effect of the condition. <clears throat> so they, uh, and, and the condition is, achondroplasty but uh, which caused his dwarfism but then they came out and said that he had a, a demon inside of him oh that's why little people are little but then yes because they have demons, they have demons. Mm-hmm. Hervé Villachez he was born demons. in 1914 in Saskatoon Saskatchewan Saskatchewan he's three foot six this okay yeah. three foot six 230 pounds early in his career Judd was hired <laughs> to steal the black blade of Baghdad the blade oh, imprisoned an ancient sorcerer called Black Razor, that, and Judd accidentally freed him. Judd was able to trap Razor, R-A-A-Z-E-R, Razor, using some ancient mysticism and the light from his own life force, of course. 
Okay. This caused okay. A, the six foot six inch tall adventure to thr- shrink to about three foot six inches. He lost in height. three feet. As the black blade had the ability to take life force from others, which caused a physical reduction in size. It also granted him immortality. Did you see who his son-in-law and unnamed grandson is? No. Major Maple Leaf. (laughs) (laughs) Not the best name. General Disorder, Private Quarters. Oh, my God. Major Maple Leaf. Oh, boy, we got a lot to talk about, Dan. I haven't even blown my my nose yet. Apparently, Puck. Puck battled Hulk during Secret Wars 2. Oh, please. I know. I mean, Superhuman I, I strength. Be, He's got I don't that. Wanna, yeah, I don't want to be normative, but all this, like, somebody fights the Hulk stuff, it's... I mean, what do you say? He'll just keep fighting till he wins. That's his whole deal. You know, it, it's unmetered. It's like free bandwidth. We don't know how, how, how strong Hulk is. After a run-in with the Master of the World... His body was subject to genetic manipulation of a cellular structure. His body tissues were condensed at a molecular level, causing his body to become akin to compressed rubber. He's a black, not a black star. What is he, a black hole? His trademark attack is a cartwheeling motion. Spinning on his hands and feet at great speeds, he's able to slam into and knock down human-sized enemies with ease. He is also skilled in bullfighting. Bullfighting. He has some knowledge of mysticism enough to once trap Black Razor and the ability Razor. to put himself in a temporary death-like trance state. <sighs> wow. Black Star. Black Star was a good uh, hip-hop group. His right ear is misshapen. Oh, no. Presumably That's due to shame. an old inju- injury, see Cauliflower Ear. Cauliflower Ear? It's a highly compressed ear. Dan, we have a lot to talk about. Right. I, th- I didn't know if we'd have anything to talk about. I mean, who knows? I think we've got stuff. Uh, got good task, Apple Watch, Mojave, sound bars. Why don't you tell me in as much as you can about something that you like? Oh, well, speaking of sound bars, let me tell you yeah. a little bit about the RX bar. RX sound bar. The RX, RX bar. That's the only kind of bar I think they're not making is a sound bar. Well, you have to put some nuts in it. You know, I mean, you could have nuts, you could have berries, and then you could no have yes. You know, yes. That's their no whole BS. thing. That's their whole thing. RX bar is what you call a whole food protein bar. They're made mm-hmm. with 100% whole ingredients. And one of the coolest things about them is that they're completely transparent about that. They put all the ingredients right there so you know exactly what you're eating. The core ingredients, uh, they have egg whites, they have dates, and they have nuts. And that's on the front of the package. And then they, they add things to that. Mm-hmm. Like uh, coconut, for example, or berries, or chocolate, or peanut butter. They put in stuff you don't want. No, no, no. Only very mm-hmm. natural stuff. And then that's what gives each of their bars its own distinctive taste and and deliciousness. And so they have eleven uh, delicious flavors right now. And as of May fourteenth, they've come out with three new flavors. I feel it's important to discuss uh, mango pineapple. They're still coming up with. They're still coming up with flavors. There's no end. Ugh. You know, there's only seven notes, but yet we have all these different songs. It's the same exact thing with the bars. Mango, pineapple, peanut butter, and berries. Think about that for a minute. Chocolate, hazelnut. And on May 29th, they introduced something awesome that my kid found in the grocery store and put into the cart without asking. But then when I saw what it was, I felt okay with it. It's RX Nut Butter. So RX this, nut butter. It has the same core ingredients as the RX bar protein bars do, 
but now it has a base of nuts, which could be peanuts or almonds. It has egg whites. It has the dates. But then you can get it as honey, cinnamon, peanut butter. They got peanut butter. Uh, they got vanilla almond butter. And my kid saw this, and he threw a whole bunch of them in the cart while I was turned around. And so we're checking it out, and he's I, I see them coming out. I'm unloading him, and I look at him. He doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I just put him on the thing. And he just kind of smiled like, yeah. Like, yeah. I got the, I got the, it's like, I got it through. You get used to saying no. Yeah. But sometimes you got to say yes. They're gluten free. If somebody wants bananas in their miso soup, you say yes, please and thank you. They're soy free. They're dairy free. free. And mm. it doesn't matter if you're one of these people like sweet stuff. They got that. Are you more into savory? You want chocolate? You got fruit? I like the chocolate. It's one. all there. There no added sugar. And that's important. There is a very big difference between adding sugar or as people usually do corn syrup to something versus it being sweet from its natural ingredients. There's a big difference, big difference. Mm -hmm. And these work great as breakfast on the go. These work great for a snack at the office. I actually, I don't know what happened. I ate breakfast at the usual time, but I was starving before the show started. And I thought, okay, I've got literally, literally seven minutes before the show is going to start. What to do? What do you do? I'm starving. I ate an RX bar, actually I ate half of an RX bar. And it that now I feel I feel good. I feel energized. Sound like bull. Yes. Mm. So here's a special URL for our listeners. You're gonna get twenty five percent off your first order at rxbar.com slash back to work. Just going to the URL supports the show, rxbar.backtowork.com slash back to work. But but enter the promo code back to work when you're checking out, you'll get twenty five percent off. I recommend uh getting they have like a um a variety box get that because that'll give you a really nice introduction to all of the different flavors and then then you've tried them you said okay here's a two or three that i like i'm going to order more of those or i'm going to go find those in the store whatever but this is a great way to start so that's what i recommend go get yourself the variety pack at rxbar.com slash back to work promo code back to work saves you 25 percent off your first order thanks very much rxbar for making this show possible merlin man merlin man rxbar <clears throat> surly. Uh, we got a lot of things we can talk about. Mm-hmm. We really do. Uh, let's save sound bars. Okay. Why don't we do a little bit of a tech talk? Um, can yeah. I can I start with one? Yeah, go ahead. Um, there's a podcast I like a lot, hosted by Fraser Spears and Federico Federico Vitici. Federico, of course, just recently did his another one of his massive iOS reviews. It's called a review. I mean, he's kind of like the modern Syracuse. Like he does a big thing on all the stuff and he does a deep dive. He does a wonderful podcast with, uh, uh, Federica does a podcast with Fraser Spears called canvas where they talk about, uh, iPad use, like being real serious about it, like an, a primary iPad first lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I just want to mention they have a recent episode, uh, that I think is real good, uh, called task managers in 2018. And they take a look at uh, the the four big task managers that are popular on iOS and that they use, like, recommend, look at. Um, it was a good episode if you're interested in that stuff. Um, but he mentioned an app in this that I had not heard about that is very interesting and very nerdy. Have you heard of Good Task? I have not. Good Task 3, it's in show notes. How does one describe this? It's an iOS app that utilizes reminders but really it's utilizing reminders the service right there's reminders the app right, right. And yeah you put stuff into reminders and it syncs to all your places and they've gotten real good at that 
but you know, there's certain kinds of limitations. Reminders has not gotten the same love and updates that say the notes app has. It's still good for what it is, but they do the craziest cool stuff with good tasks. You open it up, you give it permission, all the kinds of permissions it needs, uh, including, you know, like access to reminders and location. And it lets you do all this really neat stuff. Um, one thing, it lets you view stuff in a really canny way. So you can basically create filters so that you have lists of your lists. And this becomes more powerful in a minute. But basically, if you're somebody who uses reminders a lot, let's say you use reminders as your like task system, it's really cool. Because you could see, you know, like, show me all the stuff that's due at this time. Show me all the stuff at this. But then it also adds this stuff. Utilizing, this is such a hack. Utilizing the notes field, it lets you do stuff like make tags, like hashtags. So you can go in, and let's say you're even just in the Reminders straight app. Yeah. If you, in my case, my most common one is hashtag, you know, the, like the Octothorpe house. Hmm. So you can do that in Reminders, but there's buttons for it in, uh, in Good Task. This is really powerful. So you get the typical kind of like reminder-ish view. You can do neat stuff like all in one view. You can have an alarm that's different than the due time mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it also lets you do stuff like, as I say, add these little, your preferred tags and then view by various, all kinds of crazy, like Boolean style filters. But then it also, the nerdiest part is it has these quick actions where you basically go and create or modify buttons that change the reminder stuff for you. So it's really cool. You could do something as simple as create a button that adds 30 minutes to that reminder, adds one day to that reminder. I mean, it could add 17 days to that timer. You Whatever button that you would utilize a lot. Right. But then it also has, um, what do you call it? Not an array. It has switches. So you can go in and say, when I click this button, switch between these three different things. So you could have one that's just called tag, that's got like your three favorite tags in it. Mm-hmm. And as you click on it, it, ch- it does a you know computer switch. It just keeps changing it. Do you follow me? Yeah. So you don't need a million different buttons. You can have a million different buttons. I just want to mention this to people because, you know, reminders is free. It's out there, you know, if you're using iOS, you, you have reminders available. Um, I think this costs something. I want to say like maybe five bucks. I don't remember. But check it out. Uh, check out Good Task and at least have a look at it. I do freely admit that it is nerdy. It is one of those apps for nerdy-ish people, and you'll have to configure it to be the way you like. But if you're somebody who blanches at using a heavy, perhaps even bloated task management program and you want to just have reminders that are everywhere, the nice part is it does a lot, but it also it doesn't screw up the integrity of the reminders that you have, say, on your Mac. And it's, you know, it round trips. So you can do whatever you want to do, just you're typing it manually um, on your computer, but all your stuff is everywhere and it's got notifications that you can tweak. Um, it's a really cool power user app and I, I think people should check it out. Good task three. Very nice. I thought that'd be good for our audience. That's perfect. It's right up their alley. That's what they're yeah, here right for. Right in the wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So we talked about that. Um, you. Me. Got what I need. You say he's just a friend. <laughs> it's good. You're still good. Thank you. Did still you, you installed uh, Majave. <clears throat> I, di- I did. And, uh, you know, for years and years, I have not ever installed because I'm, I'm, in charge doing of audio it's the one thing that yeah. almost always breaks it almost always breaks so that and then the second thing that almost always breaks is your development environment so oh, yeah. the two things that i do are the two most fragile <laughs> in in the in the operating system 
affected by world. So I always would hold off for a very long time and say, okay, is this, is this going to work? And I wait for the dot one release and maybe even beyond it. In the case of high Sierra, I never installed it. I never even installed high Sierra. Mm-hmm. I just, I had Sierra on the Mac when it came from the factory and uh, skipped high Sierra completely. And a lot of people uh, were talking about issues with it, whatever, but everybody that I talked to said Mojave is, is solid. And I asked a whole bunch of people that I know who are doing rails development about it. And they said, you know what, to, to their surprise, it's fine. And typically what would happen is anytime that I would go and, and it doesn't, it doesn't break your custom folders and profile preferences and stuff. No, it doesn't seem to break anything. I mean, knock on wood, right. But it, nothing seems to be broken. And, and the ultimate test is um, obviously like try out your existing application, fire it up and see what happens. And it worked fine, and so I'm happy to report that so far, um, although it's only been a day, uh, I have not run into any issues. Everything just seems fine. I can't, I can't say that I notice much of a difference, really. I'm, I'm using some of the big features that they've talked about. I like the little, uh, the little stacks on the desktop. Stacks is kind of cool. <clears throat> yeah. If you're a desktop thrower like I am, Me it's too. pretty cool. It's kind of an old school, like early 2000s-ish mac sort of yeah. feature that's like like the kind of thing mac users i think tend to really enjoy yeah i like it too i still <laughs> find that i double click title bars to try and uh you know uh window shade them but um <laughs> right you know but it's it's a nice it's a nice little feature have have what do you think of it so far what's been your experience well, i um i i came out as we record this yesterday and i put it on my 2015 2015 macbook pro that i have at home um, I, it's, it's very interesting. I went and read through all the, the features and I looked in, you know, the app store to see what the updates were. And I mean, I, I, I don't mean this disparagingly or critically, mm-hmm. but it's pretty on the surface, pretty modest for a dot update. Yeah. I, I mean, there's not a lot of giants. There's one feature I know we're going to talk about that they think is giant. Yeah. Oh boy, do I want to talk about that feature. Um, but it's got a lot of nice little things, which I think at this point in the life cycle of the Mac, is good enough, you know. It's good enough. It's it, it doesn't break. That's the most important thing, right? Right. Like what you're describing. It's nice that it like it works. Um, uh, for example, it's got some neat stuff I haven't tried yet, but it has this new handoff ish thing that makes it easy to easier to like get stuff from your phone to the Mac. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet. I haven't Have you either. Seen that? Yeah, I see like, it. If you I haven't scan tried. something with your phone, it's neat though because like certain things are more capable than others. Like if you don't have a scan snap, like I don't have one that works anymore, but I will frequently shoot something with my phone and then want to be able to scan it. You can it's easier I guess to send photos directly to your Mac. That kind of stuff I think is really handy. Um let's say we're, I have two big beefs about two big features, but what else do I like about it? I mean it looks kind of pretty. I don't understand why Safari's blue now? I don't know what I do to make Safari not be blue. Are you getting that? What do you mean blue? Like open a new tab. All right, new tab. I don't open. have it on this computer. It's open. Is it kind of a bluish hue? Uh it doesn't doesn't look blue. Might just be me. To me, but maybe <clears throat> I'm just not seeing it. There's a new look for the App Store that I haven't spent a lot of time with. Uh, what are other big features? Well, let's get to the nasty stuff. Mm-hmm. The second nastiest. Mm. Have you played with the <laughs> ported? iOS apps? I have not. I have not. Is there one I could uh, get on here really quickly and try out? Do you currently utilize HomeKit? No. For stuff? No. Do you have anything? Okay. That's the, that's, uh, that is the one I'm, where I'm kind of most grateful that it exists. Mm. But 
I mean, I don't know. Jason Snell talked about this on a couple podcasts, uh, and I don't have anything much to add that he didn't already say, but um, it's pretty wonky. I mean, I get the idea of wanting to do this, and I think it can go places, but right now it really is just ported over from iOS. So the way that you interact with selectors, for example, where you got to flip through stuff on the iPad, they don't have like direct text input so easy, and they just look weird. You can, okay, so if you want something to open up, uh, there's the News app, there's the Stocks app, there's the HomeKit app. You can get an idea of what they look like. Okay. So I, I don't doubt that they're going to put a lot of wood behind this arrow. And over the next year before this rolls out for developers, I'm, I do imagine it will get better, functional, more sensible. But right now, it is, it's pretty weird. It's not so different from using like a, um, what do you call that? Like screens, not VPN. VPN? No, what do you call it when you um, tunnel into another site with screens? Um, What's that called? VPN? Yeah, I think. Not VPN. uh uh, I forget what it's called. But you know, like if you use screen, screen's four, you open it up and you want to use your computer in another place. Mm-hmm. It works pretty okay, but you'd really VNC know. is what you're thinking VNC, of. thank you. You know you're not sitting at that computer. It's really not the same thing. You can copy and paste, but right. it takes like special commands yes. and stuff like that. That's kind of how this feels. It feels very virtualized. Um, but I'm glad they're doing it. I'm sure it will improve. I guess it makes sense that they did some modest and semi-useful test cases. Personally, I don't even have Apple News on my phone. Like, if you send me a link with that, I won't be able to see it. I just, I do not like that app. And I don't like the way that it hijacks the experience in so many ways, personally. Um, so I don't use Apple News. I don't have any need for stocks. Uh, but you know, if you do, that's cool, I guess. But, you know, I don't know. So you haven't spent any time with that? No, I haven't. I haven't spent any time with that. It seems weird to me. And there, you know, there aren't really, and maybe it's because I'm not doing anything with HomeKit or anything like that. There aren't a lot of iOS apps that I like, would want to use on the Mac, really, that I can think of. Um, maybe, well, I'm mis- maybe I'm missing out. But here, Well, here's the, the, the part about this that's a little tricky Instagram, to me. Instagram, maybe. Okay, good example. Don't Don't you feel like... And this is something I don't think would have been so easy to say eight or nine years ago. But don't you kind of feel like at this point there are some things you would rather do on a handheld device? Like, for example, I'll give you an example, is like Safari's reader mode is incredible, which we just talked about a few weeks ago. Safari reader mode is without parallel on an iPad. Once you've identified from now on, when I go to any CNN.com domain or amp.cnn.com or whatever, always show me that in Safari Reader View, unless it's a page that can't handle it. So what's neat is, and so Reader Mode, as we talked about, it basically, you make a selection for how you want it to look, and it basically does an Instapaper style stripping of everything. It just gives you a page of text in the style of your choice, shows the major photos. And what's neat is, if you go to like the homepage of WashingtonPost.com, you get the full version, because it wouldn't make sense right. in Reader Mode. Right. That's really smart. But if you do, have you done Reader Mode on your Mac? It's like, it's not as fun. Yeah, it's, it's not as good. It, it kind of has a, I'll almost describe it as like a modal win, uh, dialogue thing that slides up over top yeah. of the thing that you're reading. And if you accidentally click outside of it, it goes away and you've got to find your place yeah, all over just the again. way that it looks on an iPad, that feels super efficient. Mm-hmm. But on the, I mean, the, the easiest way to explain this is that for most of us, our computer, our desktop computer is uh, landscape. Mm-hmm. And we, for me anyway, on iPad, I'm almost always in portrait. 
So it makes a lot of sense to have the, the text roll down the page, but it's, it's not super useful. Anyway, um, but isn't it fair to say that for some years now, there are certain things you'd kind of rather do on a handheld device? Like, for example, like you say, like there's an Instagram app that's pretty okay-ish, which is maybe not as much fun as the website. So, I mean, I think, and obviously then, of course, the elephant in the room is that iOS and iPhone is their, that's their big project. Yeah, That's where their growth is pretty unquestionably. Um, so it makes sense that things from iOS are coming over and that... Do you think that, attract- do you, Merlin, do you think that there's a sentiment within Apple... And I'm not saying in every division of Apple, but I'm saying like at, at the higher up levels that they understand that making computers is something that they, they've committed to it. They kind of, but they kind of feel like they have to do it. And it's not so much the thing that they like or that they really want to do. It's like you might have fun cooking and eating, but you don't really want to do the dishes after, but you've got to mm-hmm. do the dishes because we committed to making this meal and like we need to clean them up. So we got to do them. I feel like that's how Apple feels these days about computers and you know what if you're going to do a job you're going to do it well so like i'm going to make sure the dishes are clean and dried mm-hmm. and put away properly but like that's not, not what i'm look forward yeah to. i'm like i'm to. more about yeah. the cooking and the eating part and i feel like that's what apple is thinking about their computers sort of, sort of grudging acknowledgement on several levels of the importance of the mac yeah, well, we've got to we've got to have it. Brio or enthusiasm for making it wildly better, right? Because it it's it's for anyone to say that that the Macs that we have today now, yes, they're faster than Macs of previous years, and they're nice, and I'm mine is fine, but it's not like you feel there's any excitement about it. There's mm. years and years and years go by without any kind of real significant updates to anything. The updates that we get aren't the ones that we want. Touch Bar. Uh, you know, there, there's USB-C. There's so many different things that's that's there that you, you can't say these are horrible computers. I wouldn't say that. They're still, I think, the best computers we can get. But it... Yeah, we're, we're still using them. Yeah, we're still using yeah. them. And, and I think they're our best choice. But they're not awesome. It's not, sex, it's not sexy. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think you're... I, just to say this in support of what you're saying, which is iOS and iPhone and, and, and those platforms, that's what's getting all the love and all the attention. And I, you know, that, that makes sense because that's what mm-hmm. everybody wants and everybody cares about. And I mean, we don't, you know, every year we get the, what I would argue is Apple's biggest event intended for the press and the public is the event in September where they announce the new iPhones and, and now watches and, and things like that. And so the idea that we have a, computer that's not really been updated it's not really been shown any love that's very supportive of what you're saying yeah i it's difficult to know what they're thinking in any way but i mean the one thing that must be said is barring some kind of change in the future there's a very 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 good reason the mac will continue to be made and will continue to be made for developers which is that if you want to make an ios app there's one way to do it which is on an Apple Macintosh, right? Yeah. There's, there's, as far as I know, literally no other way to do it. And, you know, and even when we see changes come to iOS or that allow incremental little bits of change for that, you know, you see things like Swift Playgrounds or you see like, I don't know. I mean, but you can't make an app on an iPad and put it out on the App Store. It's, this is the, the blocking task is to, you've got to be using Xcode 
on a Mac. I know that right. sounds obvious, but it's worth remembering that. So they got to make it because the apps, you know, that's what drives the iPhone on some level. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're, you, you're, I'm just, I'm, I'm going slow on this because I'm trying to really think about it. I mean, it's difficult to know. One of the things that's difficult, we don't know what they're thinking about, but one important fact behind why we don't know what they know is we don't know what they're working on now. Not necessarily with the Mac, but we never know what it is that they're brewing up. But I think it is fair to say that the people at the high levels of Apple have a much better idea what we will be using in two years or five years mm-hmm. than we do. We, I feel like it's pretty well documented that there are phones and similar devices in a white room under a cloth at Apple that we're not going to see for a couple of years. And I just have to imagine that, like, think about any project you've worked on, and by the time you get the project up, you're just thinking about what you want to fix about it. Like, all you can do is think about, like, the features that didn't fit, make it yeah. in, the bugs you had to ship with, and all the, like, you know, green field development you'd love to have on this next thing, or light green field. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you can't change everything, but... You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, it's difficult to know. And, you know, of course, there's an entire economy around guessing what's happening at Apple that I don't find particularly interesting. But it's, 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 it's neither to say that, like, I, I think they're terrible, nor am I saying, like, oh, they'll always have our back. It's just that, I don't know. Like, for example, in your case, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but, like, when you think about, like, what is it you – or say somebody like famously like Marco, what, what is it you would want from a Mac that you're not getting now? Because I feel like, and I would like you to answer that, I feel like most of us are looking for features that used to be on there that we find frustrating, mm-hmm. a different design direction, such as, hey, why don't you just like not sweat it and like make it thicker, put in a huge battery, make it heavy, and give me all the ports. That's a pretty common lament. But like in terms of something new, that would make you want to run out and buy a Mac the same way you want to run out and buy a new phone. What what is a general area of improvement that you think would be exciting that they're not doing? You know, I've I've been using Mac portables <clears throat> most most of the time. I've have had a desktop here and there over the years, but uh, the portables are, are where it's at for me. That's what I like because I since since the PowerBook, yeah, since the PowerBook mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, that's because I work sometimes at home and sometimes I'm remote and sometimes I'm in the studio. So having a computer that I can take back and forth with me and all around makes sense. I used to try and do the thing where I had a, a very small, fat, you know, little tiny portable and my main machine was a desktop machine. But, you know, I just eventually grew out of that. Uh, you know, I have the same complaints everybody has. The The keyboards are horrible and uh and and the computers are slower than i feel they should be and they're slower than what's available on the um the straight up pc windows side yep so those would be the two biggest complaints that i have i think the screens are beautiful i actually really like having one cable that i plug into my laptop i take my laptop and put it down on its little rain stand with the laptop closed i plug in one usb c cable that's connected to this little LG monitor that I have. And that that's all I ever have to do that charges it connects it to any peripherals that I have. That's cool. It's wonderful. And I, and I love it. And the battery lasts a long time and the screen on the, on the laptop is great. The keyboard, 
I have not yet had the, any of the problems that the people who have struggled with these keyboards have experienced. I anticipate <laughs> you either them. don't have it at all or you really have it. Yeah, I totally anticipate them starting. Like you're just not going to have a T anymore. I know. I don't. I'm not looking forward to that. You just wake up one day and suddenly, like, there's just a key that doesn't work. Mm, I don't. I hope. I hope I can stave that off for a while. I fully expect it will happen. But for right now. I'm not having that, but just typing on the keyboard is horrible. I absolutely hate it. It sounds bad. It feels bad. And I think this is Apple's way of trying to put, and I've said this so many times and, and I am waiting for somebody within Apple to just send me a little message and be like, yeah, Dan, you're, you're right. Don't worry. But, Oh, you're looking, you're looking for validation that you've got Because Apple is trying to move us to, uh, to glass keyboards, completely flat glass keyboards. And this is just, they understand that if they came out, which they could do immediately, they could have done years ago, come out with a keyboard that is just, just a glass touchscreen, just like we have on our beautiful iPhones and iPads. And that's, that's how they want us to type. They don't want us to have moving keys. They want us to have a flat surface that doubles as a trackpad and a keyboard and whatever else that, could be and they want us to type on it and swipe across it and use our pens and pencils and whatever other peripherals uh to to draw on it that's what they want that's where they're moving us but they're smart enough to know just like our government is smart enough to know they can't reveal the existence of alien life because it would be we're not ready catastrophic we're not ready apple knows we are not ready for a glass keyboard uh, at, but if you if you're watching the first the new uh, Hulu TV show, they have keyboards there that are just glass surfaces, and we had that back in the days of Tron when mm. um, when uh, what's his name would go into in, talk to the master control program, and his desk would just light up. We had this in Star Trek: The Next Generation, where all the surfaces are are just flat glass surfaces, and the, whatever the interface needs to be, it just it's right under your fingertips. That's where Apple's moving us, and so this is a step in that direction. I don't mm-hmm. want that. I just want a regular old keyboard like I had on the older uh, MacBooks. But those are my two complaints. And I feel like everything could be much faster. There was an episode of Hypercritical that I did with John Syracuse where he was asking me and talking about how he felt like what the speed of, of iOS performance was. And I said, it seems fine. He says, it's not fine. He says, it's slow. Everything is slow. And he's right. And ever since that episode, I've really felt it like, this is years and years ago, but I feel like everything they, they could, could be a lot it, faster. They could, if they chose to, I think, make the thing that most of us want. It's just that it's not the thing they want. They they could make this thing snap. They could make it so that, you know, every little bit of interface was almost invisibly fast. And they could make it so that it had all the ports that people need to record a podcast live. How are you going to record a live? And I know it's a corner case, but you, you know, in the Marco case, it's such a perfect example to me. It's like you call this this pro thing, but like, how am I supposed to go and record a podcast with like one or two ports? Mm-hmm. There's no, the math does not add up. You know, this is really not fair. Um, but I have to admit that. I, I want to. I, my brain wants to pin this on Johnny Ive, though that is certainly not fair. But sometimes when I when I think about Apple, really, even starting with Steve, it almost feels they have this vision of the world that seems kind of vaguely. I don't know if cyberpunk is the right word, but almost cyborg. Like if you if you're a cyborg mm. and you've been upgraded, and then you got upgraded more, you're going to hate the meat part of your body. 
you're going to realize that the weakest parts of your cyborg body are all that legacy meat stuff title. That's the stuff that is <laughs> holding you back. If you could be you just uh, being a cyborg is so shameful mm. because you're not really like a full robot. You're not completely rational. You're not completely optimized. You still are always limited by having to having to poop and having a preference about whether a sandwich has mayonnaise. All this awful stuff and then you got those disgusting greasy little fingers that you have to use to type in letters. Mm. Letters like mm. a savage. Do you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I know I'm stretching this quite a bit. But I always feel this collective sigh from Apple about all of the incredibly annoying requirements of meat. We're like, if you want to be a developer, dude, you got to be able to type. If you're going to type, you need a keyboard that does not wholly suck to type on. So vis-a-vis, if you want to have apps in your store, you need to make things that meat fingers can type on. Like, it's, it doesn't seem that outlandish. Like, why do you keep cheaping out on that stuff? And is, is it really that cheap in a world where when your T key breaks, you have to replace the entire top of the computer? Like, but that's the direction they're going. I think they hate the meat world. They just see this. Think about like how much Steve wanted to basically have a clear piece of glass yeah. that you hold in your hand yeah. and manipulate with your little meat finger. That's right. Yeah. And, and they ideally, wanted, they want you know, ideally, they don't tablet. want you to do that. Ideally, they want you to use your human voice. That's what they'd really like you to do. Right. They, they hate the meat world and everything that drags them I feel like. And it feels like a Johnny thing. If it's not clean and meat-free, it doesn't feel like the future to them. Mm-hmm. All this legacy stuff holds them back from this glistening, like Logan's Run future where everything, everything looks like the future. And, you know, having that extra port on there is just disgusting. That's like having a second anus. Like, why would I want that? I'm trying to void myself of the meat. Every port is an anus. It must be removed. I have to have one as an accommodation for my meat world. But apart from that, ideally, I would like everything to come through the air with the wireless. Anyway, that's a stretch. But that's what it feels like. And we, we sound like these grubby little Morlocks begging for things that our meat hands can use. Mm. And they're like, oh, that's so gross. Do you really need that? Yeah, but I mean, imagine, imagine how nice it would be to have, like you described, some kind of thin, lightweight piece of glass for uh, all intents and purposes. That 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 is the device that does whatever you need it to do. If you need to look at something, then it's a screen. If you need to type something, then it's a keyboard. You know, and you just have this one thing. I I really do think you're right. I think you're absolutely right, and I think that that's where. Apple wants us to go. It's it's not enough to get rid of wires. It's not enough to get rid of a floppy disk. It's this quest to just move away from anything that we need to actually to really do. And wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice it, if it feels, we did? It feels like they're ashamed to capitulate <laughs> to the right. meat world. And I honestly, can see it only that. feels like you can hear them like going, <sighs> "Fine, yeah." You know, yeah. I mean, right now, I what's this? What's this image from? This is from the TV show on Hulu called The First, which is a okay. story about people going to Mars. And if you, it's not the best screenshot in the world, but if you look... That's the at, glass keyboard. You can see the glass keyboard that they have in front of this kind Boy, of... but that's ed- fun to type on. Edge-to-edge looking screen. I, what's really neat about this show, and I, I won't, none of this is a spoiler, but I guess the show takes place sometime in the next maybe 15... 20 years from now. And, uh, and so 
you know, they they have <clears throat> little earpieces in their ears. Uh, they use um, augmented reality stuff where they put glasses on when they want to do it uh, from time to time. They they do have computers, but they don't carry phones. Like at the most, what what the main character and some of the other characters have on their wrist is some kind of thing that looks like a Fitbit. But the impression without them ever describing it is that sort of the interface that's, that they're using like the when CPU. Right. That's so like, when they're talking to computers. So they don't they don't have phones at all. No one's carrying around looking looking at their phone, holding their phone, looking down at their phone. And this we we talked about this a long time ago where I was saying to you, people think that they want a phone. They don't want a phone. They don't want anything. They don't mm-hmm. want to hold anything. They don't want to have anything with them. They just want to talk. And so you, you get a lot of that promise in the show that as you walk into a room, the light, if it's nighttime, the lights turn on. They, there's, yes. they don't yes. make a big thing out of that. They just, the lights turn on when they walk in a room, like, like you would expect them to. Um, you know, the cars, they're all self-driving cars and they just say to the car where they want to go and it starts driving. That's the way technology should work. I don't know what operating system the car runs. I don't care. I don't want to know. I just want to go right, to the place right, right. I'm going. What's the, what's, the, what's the processor? Right. And like, if they want to pause or, or play the thing that they're watching, they just say play or pause. Or if the phone rings or someone calls them, they just say answer. And they're yeah. not saying computer, com- no computer answer answer. Answer. They just say no, in their so, regular sorry, sorry, sorry. Voice, computer. Uh, computer accept incoming call. <laughs> right. They just say play, and it plays. It knows. Computer, they're stop. <laughs> and that's the kind of technology that I think we really want. And I'll say it again: we do not want phones. We do not want to carry screens around with us. Yep, we just yep, want yep, things yep. to happen. Just make things happen. And they do a pretty good job of of that in the show. It's worth. I think it's worth watching the first. Can you put it in notes. I will put it in notes. It's on Hulu. And it's called The First, and it has Sean Penn, who I think is between five and ten years older than me, and he's totally swole and ripped in this. And I think oh. he, he I, whatever meal plan he's on, I want to get on that. You should get. Um, a, they should start a box service. I want a box from from uh, Sean um, Penn. What's it called? What's it going to be called? Pen box. Pen box. All right. This is now mm-hmm. in the show notes. It's it is a slow show in other words it's not a, you know i like it, a slow show. i do too i'm really enjoying it I, I i will brook no truck about the slow the slow show complaints brook no truck i think that's i think that's a brook that's a john roderick term no truck. you know with the sharp objects i liked that it was slow i did too yeah yeah no it's 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 it is super interesting and you know with it, it's always tempting to look at any given moment as feeling like a transitional time but really every time's a transitional time there's transitions everywhere all the time going on um and i mean you know who, who knows what's next i mean there's so much stuff that you can look at and see uh precedents in previous eras i mean certainly we can look back at um i was thinking a lot about the old digital watches yesterday mm. um you know having an electronic quarterback game when i was a kid yeah. i was obsessed with <laughs> Um, or, you know, having, um, just all the kinds of things that were almost like a mechanical Turk version of something we kind of take for granted today. But, you know, in every instance of that, the only thing that really remains of those vestigial machines is the desire to do a thing. You know, there's that that old quote that's gone around for years, like you buy a drill because you want to be happy, right? Nobody, you know, 
you buy you buy a drill so that you can make holes in a wall. You make holes in a wall so you can put up a screw. You put up a screw so you can put a mounting for a painting. You put up a mounting for a painting because you want to hang a painting. You have a painting because you want to be happy, right? There's that there's that way of trying to sort of um, pop the stack yes. in in looking at what it is that's actually desirable. It's just that in this instance, for people of our age, and we're roughly roughly the same age, mm-hmm. we yeah. kind of came up around the same time with computers, sort of. But just that I think it's very difficult for us to shed our idea of what this box needs to do for us. And we will most always seek out, it's almost a cognitive bias for us to always seek out the parts that are changing in ways we don't think it should, rather than noticing the shifts in the landscape that are causing those changes to happen, right? And so we've seen this for years, you know, like I, I've mentioned, you know, arguing with that friend of mine about how he'd never buy a Kindle till he could take it in a bathtub. And it's like, well, <laughs> sort of like I said last week, that's not really fair. I mean, if you want a book, get a book. But like, it's hard. Don't criticize the computer box because you can't put water on it. It's just, but if you don't look at the tra- trajectory about where that stuff is going and only look into the past, it's just, it's very cynical and limiting to become a person who only looks toward the past for what's wrong with with the present. So I try not to do that, but the truth is I am with you. I don't know what they would need to do to a Mac to make it seem super sexy to me. I followed Marco's advice and I bought a three-year-old Mac and I love it. My MacBook, adorable, that I'd been using with that terrible keyboard, my wife adores. She loves it, loves it, loves it. She, it literally fits into her purse and she doesn't even notice it's there. Yeah. It weighs like a little more than her wallet. She's got like a George Costanza wallet and her laptop fits into her purse. She loves it. And for me now, I handed that down to her. I love my 2015 computer without a touch bar. <laughs> it's It might be remembered as the last great Apple laptop. How sad is that? How sad is that? Well, it could be It could be sad. I'm mostly I'm happy that I made the investment. It wasn't crazy costly. It cost a little bit. No, and it's I, not. I'm it's, extremely it, happy with a three-year-old Mac. That's the thing. It's it's sad that a three-year-old computer would even be acceptable. Imagine that, that in 1993. Right. That's what I'm talking about. The idea of choosing to buy a three-year-old computer at that time insane. would be bananas. Insane. Maybe even especially in the PC world, where you know stuff was you know it seems like the 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 pace was so rapid in the 90s. But like, you know, would you, would you opt for an SE when you could have a Quadra? Right, no. You got the Macintosh. You got the Macintosh. <laughs> Computer, open window. <laughs> this is the future. Yeah. I don't even have to use my meat hands. Dan, we yeah. have one more very important feature of Mojave to talk about, yes. but um, I would love to hear about another thing that you like. I would like to tell you all about Squarespace. Squarespace. Squarespace is one of those companies that... This, they, is, this is that uh, the startup. Startup up in New York. It's a little New York startup. They, uh, the little startup that could. Toot, toot. And they, they make it incredibly easy to make a website. That's, that's all you need to know. If you're still looking at, uh, at, at, at the idea of making something yourself on the web, stop. I just, I want to tell you stop. I want to save you from that because most likely that's not the thing that you do that you're really, really good at building a website. If it is good for you, you know what? I give you permission to fast forward through this ad for everybody else in the whole world whose job <laughs> is not making a website. 
This is what you need to do. You need to go to squarespace.com. You need to sign up. Actually, go to squarespace.com slash it's your show. You it's need your to, show, you, one word. You need to sign up and use the code it's your show. You'll save 10% on your first purchase. Just stop trying to do this thing on your own. Even if you think that you're good at it, maybe you are, they're better. That's the reality. They have the most beautiful templates you've ever seen. You can customize the look and feel, all of the settings, and you can do great things with Squarespace. You can blog and publish content. You can showcase your work. You can sell products and services. You can sell digital stuff. You can promote your physical or online business. You can make it for an event. Uh, anything that you want to do. I know people that have used this to announce their weddings or the birth of, of their child or to, um, uh, to, to they build an iOS app. And they want to go work on their iOS app and promote their iOS app. They don't want to go build a website. Squarespace does it for them in like five minutes. You can go from no website to a domain name because they register domain names for you, a logo, a website, and even selling products on it. They do it all, and they encourage you to to go out and, and make it yourself and make it stand out. So here's what you do. Go to squarespace.com slash it's your show. Get your free trial when you're ready to launch. Offer code It's Your Show and you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Go check it out. And we thank Squarespace for their ongoing support. Thanks, Squarespace. Buck, buck. The next one, um, I feel like we can probably keep pretty short, but arguably from OJV, arguably there's one feature that was billed as, I would say, the marquee feature of this new macOS. For sure, yes. What is the marquee feature of what is this uh, Mac Mac OS 10.35 Mojave? What what is the marquee feature, Dan? Uh, it would seem to be dark mode. Dark mode. Uh, the long-awaited dark mode. So we had back in Mac OS, I want to say nine. We had, or just OS nine, as it was called back then. Mm-hmm. We had. Yeah. <clears throat> little was it little were they called themes i don't remember exactly what they were called but they were it's like kaleidoscope where you could go into into you can um, make a you can make a steampunk mac preferences and there were all these really what was it called was it was a kaleidoscope i don't think so os9 themes i'm just gonna look at that see what comes out uh-huh. but they had yeah there 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 are these very appearance sp- yeah, remember one was called gizmo and doohickey and appearance 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 manager? manager yeah yeah here they are okay. hold on i'm gonna send you this link because you're gonna look at these with me because they're freaky oh syracuse of, uh, follows a twitter account that frequently posts these and they are hilarious they're so <gasps> weird oh this is really bad remember oh, these my God. I, of course i do well kaleidoscope i mean was that a sherlocking situation i think so i feel like i remember kaleidoscope being like the company that did that and then in somewhere in what eight or nine they added this no must have been eight Kaleidoscope. Eight and nine. It was eight and nine. Yeah, and basically it was us. What? what and in, you could in do BO, BOS skins. look. Yeah, BOS was cool. It had like that little notch. Yeah, it was very cool. I'll put there's a, a Wikipedia entry on Kaleidoscope in there. Uh, I'll put that in there. But anyway, um, yeah. Here's what it says. It says where's only a handful of appearance manager themes were ever developed. Tens of thousands of Kaleidoscope themes were developed. And uh, appearance manager is what allowed you to change those weird Ooh, appearances. Platinum. Look at platinum. platinum, yes. So anyway, we we have oh, not. What's, had... that, what's that font they introduced? What was oh, that font? Oh yeah, um, sh- um, oh, crap, I know the one you're talking. 
It's, it was. It looked. It looked <laughs> impossible. Like two old guys sat on a porch. You remember the thing they came out with? Oh, yeah, I remember what was that. It called Copeland Platinum Charcoal, Chicago. No, and it was oh, like anti-aliased font, and it looked really Look good. At that. It looks so modern. Well, anyway, the closest thing we've come to that recently was um, there was a. It wasn't a full-on dark mode that you could use it but it turned the dock and the, i believe the menu bar black or dark mm-hmm. and this is not um this is not anything that satisfied anyone no nobody remember when they made it transparent and when you first did the upgrade you had like a leopard skin up in your menu bar yes a few years ago yes that was so weird it was very weird well, well anyway they I, I can tell you like a lot of people the minute i realized you could sh- turn off the transparent menu bar, I sure as hell did. And I think that something similar happened to me yesterday. Really? I'm starting to think we should do, a, not a pool, a pond. We should do some kind of uh, accounting, have a spreadsheet for how long us and all of our friends were able to even tolerate dark mode being on. Yeah, we should. Dan, it's so bad. It's so it's bad. It's really extremely bad. I tried it and I, I said, okay. Let me give this a shot. Everyone's talking three about it. Three minutes. I made it three minutes. Oh, I'm, I'm in, I went an hour and a half. It was, it's really bad, Dan. I know it is. It's There's horrible. Lots, I mean, it's, it's, it's not bad in one way. I mean, it's bad <laughs> in like three ways. I know. What did, what did you, what jumped out at you as being the worst? Well, the part of it that I feel like it would be easiest to get over if this were well implemented is like it's not pretty. It doesn't look good. To me, that's my eyes, right? As with any update in the past, you, you spend some time with it and pretty soon you can't imagine it any other way. Like when they first got rid of the photorealistic icons, remember, remember in like the very, it was the very first the beta and, um, 10.1, mm-hmm. they still had like, you know, here's a picture of a camera and it was really, and then when they moved to the more abstract icons, I was like, oh God, these look like toys. This is so weird. Why is the mail a stamp? This is, whoa. Right, right, right. And there was like that move, very like forestallish kind of look. But I mean, this again, Jason Snow and lots of other people have talked about this. That one of the single biggest problems is like if you wanted, if you chose to make stuff that would like websites that would look good in dark mode, there's not even an easy way to do it. So you're in dark mode and you pull up an email and what? It's either going to be all white right. and like screaming at your face, right. or if it's done what it's supposed to do, it's unreadable because now it's black it's, type on a black background. Oh, and I was I was dealing with an email thread that it had like three or four different responses. So you, yeah, you live with this for an hour. Yeah, wow. and each one of the different threads had like one it, one color was purple and then yellow and then bright green, none of which were legible. It was like staring at a light bright. It was really not fun. But like, why is iOS? How is it iOS? can pull this off i don't know where like it doesn't make your photos weird i don't know but it does and it doesn't make the colors on unpa- anyway i forget who i was reading i think it might have been jim dalrymple who was saying oh i tried dark mode uh and i didn't think i would like it but i've never gone back and i'm like what are you crazy mm. he's like oh photos just pop i'm like no mm. it's 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 and but that what you're describing is things being just jarring it's like the content of of every web page, website, email, everything else was bright white and everything else around it super dark. My first thought about it was, oh, this should be really nice because I sure. do use a, a dark 
uh, background and my code editors and I'm looking at, at it like that Me all too. day. I said, it would, this would just be like a natural extension and everything will just be kind of cool and mellow. But in and, practice, and plus, it's plus, plus I've been using stuff like Flux for years and I right. used built-in functionality. Now I'm used to my monitor looking weird. And I'm, I welcome it. Like, I, I, I want those things. So, I mean, honestly, even as I sat there and went, okay, this looks jarring to me. The fonts look strange. Mm-hmm. In addition, aren't the fonts, like, when I upgraded yesterday, it seemed like all the fonts got a little bigger in lots of places. Like, on the desktop, I went in and rechanged them to be a little oh, smaller. interesting. That's all fine. But it really felt, it felt cheap. It looked cheap. And, but, you know, honestly, if I stuck with it, let's just, let's just talk about the desktop, the Finder experience. I'm sure that is where they put most of their effort. And I'm sure I would get used to it. And then I'm even semi-sure that when I went back to regular mode, it would seem way too bright. Mm -hmm. I buy all of that. The implementation of this is not done. Again, something Jason Snell, uh, whose podcast I apparently listen to a lot, something Jason (laughs) said the other day. uh, Mike Hurley asked him, hey, you know, did you – did you explore like what it would take to make the six colors website look good? And he's like, yeah, there's just not, there's not an easy way. I mean, you, I can't even imagine the JS and CSS pokery jiggery you would need to automatically switch to dark mode and have all your stuff look good. I mean, you're a developer. What would you do? Uh, what, what could you do to make your website automatically look good? Can it, is there an API for like detecting that somebody's in dark mode? That's a good question. My instinct is, is, Maybe it depends if if Safari has is setting some kind of variable that would be detectable by JavaScript, be, you know, or that they could the more likely the websites would have to detect the user agent, and mm-hmm. if the user oh. agent matched. But I'm pretty sure that Safari is not including that detail in the user agent. There might be a way, like you can do things like detect the size of the uh, the size of the browser window. But I don't think there's a way to detect an operating si- setting, operating system setting, unless Safari dis- or in in this case, I guess it would only be Safari because Chrome is is probably not going to be able to tap into this as easily. But if somehow oh, we gotta talk, Saf- got talk about Chrome. Safari, oh yes, we do. Shh, I am really spooked. Sorry, continue. Well, it's weird. So there would be something there. there you say Safari would agent. have to expose. Safari would have to expose that setting to websites and i don't think it does and to be honest i don't think it should so but would you even like today let's say today no. you want to spend half a day and make one of your websites look really good that in dark mode terrible. would you even know where would you know where to begin no uh, wouldn't i don't want to think about it do you think there's an do you think there's a um and but you know people are going to start doing it people are going to start either offering a, a dark mode toggle switch for their website or they're going to start full-on uh, just switching it over in anticipation of this. And I, I think it's horrible. I think dark mode. And you know what it reminded me of? And I, I haven't really been on Twitter very much, um, maybe one or two tweets a week now. I'm not really using it anymore. But the one tweet that was my tweet for the week was, uh, for those of you enjoying dark mode, um, welcome to X Windows circa 1995, when Ooh. we would configure our FVWM managers to... Uh, you know, to, to be cool and dark and have a black motif style, you know, that like we did that, we did that and it's not around anymore because it's ugly. It's ugly and it doesn't work. Well, I mean, I don't know if I agree. I I see what you're saying. I, I, what I'm trying to say is like, when I heard about the dark mode, I was like, Oh God, what a no brainer. I will absolutely be running in dark mode with all of my assumptions being that everything would be implemented in a way that made that sensible. But the devil's in the details, guys. I'm really a little bit surprised that they made this a marquee feature. 
I mean, to me, this would be like <laughs> making the Apple Watch, like when the Apple Watch button was used to bring up contacts, like one of their initial gaffes. In this case, like I, this is like a third or fourth bullet for me. And like what makes this, maybe they needed something jazzy that they could show visually. But like, I don't know, man. Anyway, we don't have to carry on about it. And I don't want to just bag on them because lots of great people work there. But like, wow, not what I was hoping or expecting. Yeah, same. I had a lot of hope for it. It looked really cool in the demos. And like the idea of it is very cool. As long as you never leave the finder, you're fine. Yeah, I love, I mean, I love Batman. I want everything to be like dark and black and cool and shiny. And and it does that, but it's just not. I was born in it. No one cared about me until I turned off the dark mode. That's. (laughs) ah yes i'm not very good at that yes no it was excellent (laughs) no mr bond i expected to die (laughs) oh god wouldn't he be a good james bond villain that guy is so versatile he is so freaking versatile now you're the one telling me about the movie where he sits in the car sits in the car there's all two hour movies of him just in a car and he can't look away Defenders, lock. Hey, Castle Merlin, I've got, I, I need some money. I've got a premise for a, for a movie. Pitch it's, me. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be a movie that all takes place in a car, and it's okay, just okay. The, the one one shot basically through the front of the window of the guy in the car. That's the whole okay, movie. Okay, but there's a lot of like, cutaways to like fantasy sequences or flashbacks? Nope, nope. In fact, the only thing oh, you'll do okay. is no one else will be there. It's just him making phone calls and driving for two hours. Okay, and then so like when he's on the calls, but you'll see something in the world outside nope, the never. car. Nope. Once in a while, what's happening in the car? Once in a while, I'll show what he sees out the the. the Does he front sometimes window. go to the back seat and lay down? Nope, never stops driving. Okay, and it's nighttime too. I'm going to give you seven hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and I want you to make the Thomas Hardy movie. It's called Car yeah. Car Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I like Tom Hardy more and I love more Tom every Hardy. day. Oh, I love him. Uh. We've got to move on. We're running long here. Uh, did, Dan, did you have one more thing to tell me about that you like? You know, I would like to tell you about Linode. This is Linode. where we uh, we host everything that I do here at 5 by 5 and I also- wish I needed Linode. All my friends have podcasts with Linode sponsorships, and it sounds like the best. It is the best. I, lo- I love Linode. We- Can you spin up a distro real easy? Yes. And here's- Let me just tell you, because I, I am- I, a Linode customer, and I have been a Linode customer for a very long time. All the fire stuff, fireside stuff that mm-hmm. I do, it's all all hosted on Linode, oh, except wow. for like <clears throat> the file storage and stuff is on S3, but the application, the database, everything else, all of that is uh, is living on Linode, uh, just like 5x5 stuff. And I absolutely, absolutely love it. Uh, what it lets you do is it, it lets you instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud. You can get a server running in seconds. You can pick your Linux distro. You can decide what resources you want, where it's located, uh, so that if, for example, if you know that your customers are in country X, you can use one of their data centers there. But this is the, the amazing stuff about Linode is how quickly you can get a new server up and running and that's just it's, do you remember how hard that used to be used you to gotta be, go in you sign up you get the control panel right you select the stuff you pick the package that's and gone. it's always complicated it's got to be approved by somebody that's history you don't have to is do it really that, that easy yes. are you funning me on you get to go in and you click what if i want different amounts of ram is no that problem thing? you can pick the hmm. the different hmm. server configuration that you want ram cpu and of course 
the more powerful the server, the more you're going to spend per month. But you can get in there and start as low as five bucks a month. You're going to get a gig of RAM. And uh, they, they pick a distro you have to use, is that no, correct? No, no. You can pick your own distro, of course. <laughs> I, I like the latest Jiminy Ubuntu. Christmas. It's 18 Ubuntu. LTS. But you can do any that you want. And what's also really, really cool... So, for example, on Fireside, we have a handful of uh, web servers and we have caching servers. If there's ever, and this has happened multiple times, where we might get, for some reason, we just get a ton of signups and a ton more traffic. No problem. All I have to do, I can deploy another cache server or another web server. I don't want to say instantly. It takes a couple minutes. It takes like three to five minutes. You can clone one of your existing servers into a new server and just like that it's there you've scaled up it's amazing you can resize all of your servers you can resize the disk you can upgrade them on the fly it's amazing what you can do they've got a seven-day money-back guarantee they've got high memory plans that start at 16 gigs so like you can really do anything um 24 7 support you can even get phone support if you need it uh, but you get full control. I mean, you can do anything. You can run Docker containers. You can encrypt your disks. You can do VPN. It's got native SSD storage. So your servers are running with SSD drives behind the scenes. They've got a 40 gigabit network. I mean, you name it, but they've got uh, they've got block storage now, which is storage that grows on demand, uh, which is really, really cool. So instead of just having a... Um, like a, a drive that's a specific size, you could switch over to block storage. And they've got that in- Is that in, safe? Yes. They've got it in, in Newark, Fremont, wow. Dallas, Atlanta, Frankfurt, London, Singapore, and soon to be released in Tokyo. They've got a brand new, they they uh, they call their console that you use, the, their um, uh, manager. It's called manager. They've got a brand new one that they just came out with. There's an iOS app for it. Uh They've even got an API. Here's something super cool. They have an API that was in beta for a while. It's now out of beta so that you can actually automate the creation or management of these different instances. It's super cool. So uh, you're going to get a $20 credit if you go to lino.com slash back to work. And the promo code to use is back to work 2018, one word, and you'll get a $20 credit the next time you're thinking about hosting your application or, or building something, start with Linode. I've been there for years and I absolutely love them. Linode.com slash back to work, promo code back to work 2018. Go Thanks, Linode. Buck, buck. No, I'm, I'm envious. I'm envious. I, I, I don't have a need for that, but I kind of wish I did. Build something. Build something. Yeah. Make it beautiful. <laughs> uh, uh, we're running not super long. Oh, you know, one thing would be a fast one. So here's what I'm saving for next time. Hmm. I want to figure out what's going on with Chrome because it kind of freaks me out. Let's just let's mention what it is. Do you want to talk about Chrome or soundbars? Chrome. Okay. Because I'm probably going to be getting a soundbar. What is happening with Chrome? Because people I trust are freaking out a little bit, and I want to learn more about what's happening because it seems weird and opaque and a little dishonest. Uh, apparently, the latest version of Chrome... And I'm not sure how long this has been in the wild, but the latest version of Chrome, if you sign in to any of Google's properties, such as Gmail or Google Apps and maybe YouTube, it will automatically sign you in in the browser to that account. So if you have gone to your Gmail account and logged in, you are now logged into the Chrome browser with that account. 
and logged into the Chrome. Well, be, be clear here. So, for example, I have flipped off remember passwords right in Chrome. I use one password for that. I use Keychain on Safari. Mm-hmm. Is it so? For example, when you log in, it's is it remembering your login? Across browsers, sessions. Yes, yes. Because if you if you go into your Chrome preferences, at the mm-hmm. top, at least in in mine, there mm-hmm. is a little section called People, and okay. next to next to underneath that section, there's my little avatar, and it says Dan, and it has a little sign out button next to it, and underneath that, it says Sync and passwords and payment methods and addresses and things like that, and that. Basically, that is your now you like your Chrome account. But what they're doing, my understanding, is hmm. that they are there is, are things that get synced and tracked in that process. So yeah, that, I'm not loving that. Yeah, so that's on by default. I don't know if it's something you can disable or not, but it it seems. I agree in that it seems a little bit weird. Um, uh, I, I don't know why they chose to do that, but it basically forces you to log in. Um, hmm. So I noticed the first, I'm in Chrome 70 point something something, uh, and I hit, all I did was hit command, comma. So they got a section called people. I see my thing and I turn off. I go to sync and Google services. Is that your first section under there? Uh, let me see. Um, when I go to preferences and I'm using a newer version of Chrome, the first thing oh. under preferences is, uh, is people, right? Okay. I got that. And then right underneath that is that my name with the little you. sign mm-hmm. out button. Yeah. I see. And then a turn off button for syncing to my email address. Yeah. The first area is the areas I have under there are syncing Google services, passwords, <laughs> payment methods, addresses, and more. Hmm. And you have a newer version, correct? I think so. I'll tell you which version I'm on. I'm I've using... Flipped- Sixty nine point zero point three four nine seven point one hundred. Hmm. Offer to save passwords. I have flipped off. Yeah. I don't want to talk too much about this, but um, where should I go to learn more about this and whether this is a thing and what I should be doing differently? I will put a couple links into the show notes uh, that I found. There's, um, I think, the first company or people publication. To, to publication to find it was on the Hacker News message board, and then there's a. Um, a guy who, yeah, here he is, Matthew Green, a professor at John Hopkins University who teaches cryptography, wrote a big thing called Why I'm Done with Chrome. And I'll put that, that'll be, that'll be the one that I think Can we would, circle back, put a fork in this and talk about it next yeah, week? Because this, this sounds it. like something that would be worth exploring. Yeah. It's in the show And then um, also next week, let's talk about soundbars. Did you, did you end up picking one? I, I have picked one. I'm, it is in my cart you're, you're not in receipt of it, but you've made a choice. You've you've clicked a button. But I will be in receipt of it this week, and then I will let you. We can talk about it at length next week. But I will leave the audience in suspense. I love as it. to which one I got or I'm getting. You can find show notes for this episode by going to five by five tv slash b two w slash three nine three. And uh, we'd love to see you if you're in San Francisco on Thursday. Uh, come on out to Two Cats Comics, three twenty West Portal Avenue. Um, anything else? I feel like I, every week, I've, or every time you do it, twenty twenty five years now. Um, twenty five years, I've missed mm-hmm. out on those. I really want to. Where, um, where, where, uh, where should people go to uh, sign up for Fireside? Ah, Fireside FM is the place Fireside. to go if you want to host a podcast. It's uh, it's the best game in town. It's a doddle. 
I think we did it, man. I think we did it. We really, really did it. We forgot a lot oh, of things. We didn't talk about your your thing, your new thing. My new thing. That's pretty. It's real pretty. So much easier to enter the um, passcode now. I got the forty four. Yeah. And boy, you want to hear one crazy anecdote? Yeah. So I, I told you last week, as we record this, my sad tale of waking up at four in the morning, trying to order the watch four hours after it had been released and getting a, a date of October 12th to 19th. Yes, yes. It's, I, well, I noticed I'm, it's not October right now. Well, here's, here's a crazy one. Um, I was listening to the Super Secret um, Six Colors private podcast with uh, Jason and Dan Morin. Dan Morin tried at 12.45. Yeah. He, got, he was 45 minutes in. He got the same dates. Really? Within 45 minutes, the Apple Watch ship date, in less than 45 minutes, the Apple Watch ship date went to October. I did a crazy thing, and I thought, there is no way this is going to work. So I did something I didn't us- don't usually do, which is I went and I thought, okay, well, Apple's showing this date of late October. I really would like to have it. I'm not going to get a new phone, but I really, I'm not going to say I need it, but I benefit from this watch. I miss my Series 3 that broke so much. I said, why don't I, just for fun, I will go and see if any other places are selling the watch. Sure. And... Just let's piss on a spark plug. Is there any place that would like deliver in a shorter time? Long story short, uh, last f- 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 Friday, I think, I, um, I went to BestBuy.com, of all places. Really? BestBuy.com. They delivered that day. No way. For five bucks. That's crazy. Yeah. And like within like three hours, I don't know th- who knows how the ebb and flow of the supply chain works. But I saw a lot of people when when it, 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 I, it you always worry <laughs> you, you, you 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 worry when you order something and it's always appearing to be stuck on whatever the first step of the process is. Mm. Even if one is not an impatient person, when you see it's on preparing for hours like you're kind of waiting for something to change yes like you want something to change about that status just to show that it's actually a thing yeah and not just painted onto the screen and uh and it hadn't done that for a while so i went and searched twitter which actually is a really good resource for finding what people are angry about and i searched for best buy apple watch series 4 and boy a lot of people were mad that they had not received it on uh on friday on the day that it was supposed to arrive they were real mad i was like oh that's okay i won't get it today the day it comes out but that's all right but <laughs> i totally did for six bucks they brought it to my house that's amazing and um the interesting part perhaps is that as i went and checked in later and i thought oh god let me go see so this one's just as a backup i'll see if there are other ones that are still shipping or and pretty much within like four or five hours of my having ordered that friday morning it was showing you know that they were out that they were not in stock wow. so i must have just gotten yeah, super duper lucky um but yeah, let's talk about it next week because I really do like it a lot. It's it's real neat. Um, again, still you know, still uh, it'd be nice to see more complications come out. But uh, but it, this, I love the forty four size. It's just it's just so much easier to deal with, and the the little haptics on the crown are terrific. Let's talk about it next week. All right, we've done enough. We've done a lot of work yeah, here. We've today. done enough today. All right, let's button it up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin man.